Just hit and record. In case I say any hilarious bits. You better check gourd yourself before you record yourself. How's that for a hilarious bit? Uh... <laughs> Pretty frickin' hilarious, right? Uh... That's what I thought. Yeah, that, I know what you're trying to say. You're trying to say pretty freaking hilarious. Yeah. How's it going? It's going all right. It's been a while. Back in the saddle. So yeah. I don't have any K cups though. Aww. No K cups. No more burps. Back in Philly. No. Well, we'll see. But I'm drinking ver- some very good tea. Guess what Ooh. tea I'm drinking? Is it oolong? No, it's got little popcorns made out of rice. <gasps> Get my cha. Yeah, I got some for Christmas. Awesome. I love some so delicious. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. It's mm. like, it's the tea that eats like a meal. <laughs> it, sure, it sure does. <laughs> it's the, it's the like man witch of teas. <laughs> Welcome to Think Outside the Box Set. Pull up a chair. I'm your lovely host, Nathan Hunt, and this is a podcast about learning to appreciate an artist's back catalog. I hope you're sitting comfortably, because with along with me is my very good pal. And I'm Cameron DeWitt. <laughs> Abracadabra, boom, shakadee, day. <laughs> I'm Cameron DeWitt, I'm ba- and I'm back like a vertebrae. I'm, <laughs> I'm back like scoliosis. <laughs> That's a way better line than uh, back like a vertebrae. I don't know. Back like a vertebrae is great. Uh, well, it, but scoliosis it is, I think is better. Uh, Scolio- scoliosis is like a deeper, a deeper cut. Yeah. yeah. It's a real thinker. Yeah. I've been, I've been meditating on it for the past several days yeah. <laughs> in my quiet time, my did, journaling. Did- <laughs> In your little juggalo journal. My juggalo journal. Yeah. Well, my little, um, my little juggalette's asleep. Aww. No, sorry. My juggalette put my juggalino to sleep. Ah, uh, yes. You got to get your Italian right. And, uh, I'm, I'm ready to talk about juggalos. What is a juggalo? Well, Cameron, if only there was someone who could tell us. <laughs> if only there were some sort of manifesto. Ah, yes. An insane manifesto. Hmm. For the nineties, did you prepare like a a, a pre a pre tracks thing? I've prepared some stuff, but I didn't know if you if you did anything. You mean like the general thoughts that we have every episode? Yeah, but like a like specific like fun facts. Uh, a few. This right. is a Disney album for one. That's a fun fact. Yeah, but it kind of isn't. It kind too. of is, kind of isn't. Uh, you say tomato, I say tomato. Because. Did did you read that they that Disney immediately dropped them within hours? <laughs> yes, in response to <laughs> criticism from the Southern Baptist Church. Thanks, SBC. Yeah, you've done it again. <laughs> <laughs> really looking so, out for us. So apparently, there's gay days at Disneyland, and that's They're why official. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, Disneyland, except for the Disney part, I could see like that being a very gay place. I imagine there's probably some cartoon footage from the 1950s where Mickey says, Oh, every day is a gay day at Disneyland. <laughs> because they didn't know back then that gay meant homosexual. Uh, they just yeah, thought it meant they... happy. 
the gay days. They're coming. <laughs> uh, in Tomorrowland. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Gay tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I guess Disney was trying to save face. Yes. I think is what Wikipedia would have us believe. Yeah. And and uh, it's not like Disney, the parent company, directly owned this ICP album. It was right. Hollywood Records, which is Disney owned. Right. And they objected to specifically uh, several songs that they wanted to be cut, which still made it onto the album. And they also wanted some lyrics to be changed. And begrudgingly, Jay and Two Dope went along with what they asked. Right, because Disney and, the, you know, they get more exposure. Then they could probably sing it however they want at concerts. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I don't think mouse. that's... I don't think that's selling out too much. No, they're still they're still pretty. Outrageous. I mean, I don't I don't know what was originally on it, but yeah. um, it's it really wasn't that much worse. It reminds me of the movie Fight Club, where uh, oh my god, there's this there's a scene where Tyler Durden fucks Marla, I think her name is. Yes, and uh, the originally the line was, "I want to have your abortion," she says to him. Right, and the the movie studios were like, "Hell no, we can't have that line." And it's so, a great line. <laughs> so good (laughs) so instead they replaced it with i haven't been fucked like that since grade school which is arguably much much worse i mean it depends on who you're talking to but yes i agree (laughs) (laughs) so let's introduce this album we've talked about it a little bit already this is called the great malenko (laughs) Dude, dude i like this album i had a great time listening to it interesting i did you not I had I had some mixed feelings about it. I, on the one hand, I was kind of getting tired of their whole shit, Cameron. Like it's it's getting pretty repetitive. There are a bunch of songs that are essentially the same song that we've heard already, and I think interesting. I I didn't. I felt like it was pretty refreshing. Some of the songs definitely are. Yeah, there's there's there are some new ones, but like Piggy Pie, we've heard that song before. Uh, We'll get to it, but it's a song about killing piggies like yeah a redneck and a judge and <laughs> just like so many songs that we've heard from them before um it's it's kind of like garth where it's just like i gotta write this song i didn't quite get it but then yeah it's like they have their I, own versions of rodeo songs right but i feel like they really got it with a couple of these songs and okay. then they overall this album's way less angry and it's mm-hmm. a lot more fun and there's a lot more um, theater in it and a lot like there's a lot of clown stuff like they really lean into clowning. And uh, I really I thought it was pretty entertaining. Yeah. And the flow's way better. Yeah. Yeah. Some of their especially too dope is getting yeah. better at rapping like Jay is still mm, kind of mediocre. <laughs> but too dope has some like fun uh, syncopated things that he does or he like messes with. Uh, various line lengths that are really cool that we'll point out when we yeah. get to them. And actually, to to talk about the positives of this album, the great Malenko himself as a character is a much more interesting character than we've seen from the sure. Dark Carnival. Sure. We've we've had like a couple of versions of these vague judges in the afterlife, but the great Malenko is instead a tempter character, right? He he's a he's described as a necromaster who tries to tempt various souls into sins so that he can throw them into hell essentially. Yeah, yeah. So very interesting. It's yeah. very very Job. 
Ah, uh, yes. He's just like Job. Have you considered my servant <laughs> Jay, Violent Jay? <laughs> um, yeah. So this is was released in 1997, and rap rock and rap metal were in the past, but it was due for a resurgence, a blossoming to the beautiful butterflies that are Papa Roach and Limp Biscuit, mm. who came by after this album. They were willed into existence by the great Malenko to tempt sinners into various sins so that they can be condemned to hell, the hell that comes with listening to Limp Biscuits music. Uh, have you heard Limp Biscuits' uh, cover of, um, what's it called? That, uh, Behind Blue uh, Eyes? Faith, no, Faith. <laughs> by George what? They covered Faith? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's it absurd. Is. It is the worst. Ugh. Especially because I love that song. Yeah, I know you do. Yeah, I, I will shut up about it. <laughs> shut your goddamn <laughs> you've, mouth. You've, edit, you've edited out of every single episode except for one. <laughs> I'm like, well, it's the it's it's time for my recurring bit where I talk about how much I love Faith by George Michael. Yeah, for an hour every episode. Like, the listener doesn't know this, yeah. but every single episode I have to cut out an hour of Cameron talking about Faith. And it's not just a single block. He sprinkles it throughout the episode. Just It all adds up to about an hour, and I have to cut it all out. Yeah, I love making your life a living hell. <laughs> and you I'm do. basically your your personal juggalo. <laughs> this, I'm down with the, the carnival of the carnival of carnage is this podcast for you every week. <laughs> <laughs> it's a true dark carnival. Yeah. Um oh, the other thing I didn't really like about this song too or this album rather too much is that it's also really long. Yeah, it's just, so long. It's, I am tired of that. I really feel like these albums could be so much stronger if they cut five or six of these songs. Yeah. They'd be much better. But Nathan, they just have they have so much to say. Ugh. Like they're pig, all basic pie. They're all basically cut. Lawrence's of Arabia. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're all citizens Kane. <laughs> <laughs> I was just reading a comic where he's a character. Uh one of the Alan Moore League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Man, I gotta read those. They're if, pretty if good. they're anywhere near as good as the movie. <laughs> they're almost as good as the movie. That's how good they are. Uh, yeah. Mm. Uh they're pretty violent and nasty, filthy. Yeah. Well, I don't I don't cotton to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. This album also features a quite a bit of religious imagery, which I, I liked. They this is like the first time they've actually explicitly um, addressed religion as a subject matter in that they take aim at hypocritical religious figures. We'll get to that one. Yeah. A, uh, a televangelist. They also, it's their first mention of Shangri-La, which yes. becomes their analog to heaven and becomes an important part of the uh, insane clown posse mythos. Yeah. Um, which is... For some reason, I thought Shangri-La was an older concept than it is, but it comes from the 1933 novel Lost Horizon by James really? Hilton. Yeah. That's a young a young metaphysical concept? It's less than 100 years old. Huh. And uh, Wikipedia I guess says... I it's all right if they take it. <laughs> yeah. It's in the public domain. 
uh, or the pubic domain, <laughs> which is probably what Insane Clown Posse likes better. Am I right? Nice. Nice. High five. Yeah. If uh, if uh, intellectual property uh, has pubic hair, then uh, it's it's fair game. <laughs> Oh, there's grass on the field, then rip off that IP and remix it and appropriate it. Um, mm. Yeah. Anyway, so. Man, these, get- these Genmai Cha jokes are way better than my K-Cup jokes. I'm on fire right now. <laughs> Wait, you made no, more way- Genmai Cha jokes? I'm not, I'm not way, no, I'm just saying the, the jokes that are fueled by Genmai Cha oh. are just like more like life-giving and I'm not like weighed down yeah. by, um all that uh fucking uh bpa or whatever (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. well the listeners don't know this but we had a a week-long break where camera was at the portland old time festival so we have all that cooped up podcast energy and all these great bits and jokes and japes spoofs and goofs Uh, yeah, because I, I was recording a bunch of podcasts for Get Up in the Cool, um, but mostly they're just like, you know, just super congenial. and <laughs> Hardly any jokes about pubic yeah. hair on intellectual property from the 1930s I didn't one's ability to fuck said intellectual property. Yeah, and none of the songs like had anything to do with using your genitals to stir food or drinks. <laughs> not even drinks. <laughs> food I can understand, but not even drinks. Uh, what kind of backwoods uh, chicken piggy pie situation were you in? Uh, hmm. Hey, uh, before we did you write did you look at this M and M anecdote? Uh which M M&M and M anecdote? Well there's an there's a Wikipedia anecdote about how like in 1997 Eminem was still uh unknown yeah and he was uh handing out uh flyers for the release party of Slim Shady EP and he handed mm-hmm. one to Violent J and uh it's apparently it said featuring appearances by Isham Kid Rock and ICP and then in parentheses maybe <laughs> uh and then uh such a when, dick uh, move <laughs> yeah which is so funny to think about now cuz Eminem's you know so much bigger than a- any of those guys yeah, With the possible. Well, he's still bigger than Kid Rock. Yeah, and and he's he's like often considered to be one of the greatest rappers ever. I haven't oh, really listened to his yeah. music that much, but he's way um, better than either of the ICP. I guys. mean, yes. Um, but anyway, he's like, "Why didn't you ask me?" And uh, Eminem says, <laughs> "It says maybe, maybe we'll be there. I don't know. That's why I'm asking you right now. You guys coming to my release party or oh what?" Oh my god. And and uh, Violent J apparently said, "Fuck no, I ain't coming to your party. We might have if you would have asked us first before putting us on the fucking flyer like this." And then they had like this whole rap feud until 2005. Yeah, um, yeah. So actually, actually, I listened to story. the Eminem song Marshall Mathers, uh, which is from the first Marshall Mathers EP, and he has an entire verse or two where he disses ICP. Oh, lovely. In what does ex- he say? Well, it's incredibly homophobic. All of it. Man, yeah, he's really bad about that, isn't he? Yeah, he really is. I mean, he's his whole persona, his like uh, slim shady persona, is so similar to what the ICP guys are doing. It's kind of like outrageous and provocative, right? And kind of pokes at you, right. and is really offensive. Yeah, <laughs> and is really it's really bad and immoral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a one more. There's a couple more things. I just thought there was a lot of interesting stuff that happened this year. So uh-huh. like 
Did you read that Jay got arrested in Albuquerque for allegedly hitting an audience member 30 times with his mic? What? <laughs> I didn't. Hear allegedly. That. Allegedly. That's an awfully it, specific allegation. I'm yeah, 30 times. Um well, it sounds very intentional. Well, he was counting. Uh, he had to get yeah. to the, that nice round number. Yeah. And then I guess a few months later, they got in a fight with some other customers at a Waffle House in Greenfield, Indiana. Oh, my God. Yeah, and they got some, like, charged with disorderly conduct or something. I don't know. I wonder if you but. were to count up the fights that have taken place in a Waffle Hut and compare them to the <laughs> fights that have taken place not in a Waffle Hut, how much variance there would be between those two, and which one would have more? Have you have you ever been to Waffle House? I've never been. Uh, No. I guess you're a vegetarian, really so... You yeah. wouldn't really have a lot to... I mean, I guess you'd like the waffles, but the whole point, I think, <laughs> is to get chicken with your waffles. Yeah, exactly. And they don't really exist outside the South, anyway. I uh, I walked no, by one. No, they're in Philly. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. You didn't see well, any Philly's, waffle houses? Philly's basically the South. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recall seeing it. Where, where's the one in Philly? Or the multiple ones? Uh, you know, there. I, I think I, I've seen a fair amount in south philly like deeper really? south philly okay yeah. all right I the deep corrected. south philly deep south. <laughs> it's in the, in the south is where the waffle houses <laughs> are just as you said all right we can yeah. talk we can talk about the songs now i just wanted to say those stories because they're uh brought me some joy yeah who doesn't like to hear about musical artists beating up on their audience members <laughs> an extremely specific number of times yeah okay. how are you gonna how are you gonna fuck with a wicked clown yeah, you you better how? not. You better not. Ooh, how? How are you going to do it? Tell me the method yeah. by which you will fuck with a wicked clown, please. Yeah. All right. Well, tell me about intro. By the crumbling of time itself, before the coming of Shangri-La, a dark carnival will sweep across the land as a shadow plagued with destruction. A parade of freaks, jugglers, and death. This wretched nightmare is led by- Intro, parenthetically, the great Malenko. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a little skit. Um, it's like a bar full of rednecks. And the uh, the jukebox um, starts uh, prophes- prophesying. prophesying. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Uh, it's not a word I say very much. Um, and then... Uh, uh, yeah, it's a prophecy regarding uh, the great Malenko. Do you know whose um, voice that is? No. That's Alice Cooper, man. Oh, very good. I did really appreciate... I, th- I thought it was a good performance, way better than the old gypsy voice. Oh, yeah, totally. The, yeah, previous It one. reminded me of his uh, appearance on The Muppet Show, which was extremely creepy. Mm, I don't remember that. Um, I well, don't it was the I 70s. You weren't born yet. Yeah, I was apparently. I guess <laughs> you are like sixty years old. I don't know if we've mentioned that on the show yet. Yes, I'm quite quite old. Uh, yeah, um, robbing the podcast cradle, <laughs> and I'm fifteen. <laughs> I, I helped. But is there grass on the field? Uh so much. Oh, time to play ball. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> this is like. It's hardly worth it making that joke. Um, <laughs> I know that's why yeah. I made it. Okay, uh, but yeah, they this. I think this is the first time where they explicitly refer to the Joker's cards, right? And the an amount that there are going to be, um, like in the music, they have. 
they have like obliquely talked about it uh like two come and four more still to drop or something like really? there's there's oh. been some like slight reference to it but i don't think they right. specifically said the phrase joker's cards necessarily it's so funny that they've known like they've had this number six i guess for so long that they like as if they have all of these concepts that are just like super well thought out that they have to like <laughs> yeah you that's, know? that's a good point because it seems like they kind of are winging it as they go yeah um Here's a, here's a thought. What if they end up releasing, once they finish the second hand of Joker's cards, spoiler alert, they're on to their second hand. Uh, what if they release right. a third hand? Then they have six, six, and six. Oh, very good. Boom, shock a day. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just um, announcing the the arrival of the Necromaster, the great Malenko. Malenko I, I kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And then the, I thought it was super funny that at the end, once the voice is done prophesying, uh, he's like, this damn thing, Marianne, what the hell is wrong with this music box? And she's like, don't mind that old thing. It, honey, it does that all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's like constantly just stopping the music and yeah. Alice Cooper's voice just oozes <laughs> forth from it. It was, a, it was a pretty funny little button and I thought it was done pretty well. Uh, funny button is my favorite Alanis Morissette album. <laughs> I can't wait to listen to that one <laughs> and, and fucking rip it to shreds because that's what we do. We hate, We're hate haters. musicians. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, speaking of haters, let's go on to the next song with the. Where it's not the great Malenko. It's just great Malenko. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like a dj piece essentially introducing yeah. it uh this joker's card and it does it by laughter which is the best medicine <laughs> okay and so it just it has a voice chanting great malenko and then they have these samples of laughter and it repeats that a lot of times i really like the laughter that goes <laughs> ha 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 yeah i it's, think it's actually pretty clear it's uh, pretty catchy catchy yeah. I almost said clever, but that wasn't true. It clever laughter. What I meant to say. Clever, clever laughter. It's so witty when he said, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> oh, man. Just had a stitch on my side. Um, so he, there's a, a voice comes in, the carnival barker that Shaggy 2-Dope plays, and he says, come on, come all and witness magic. I introduce you to an occult sorcerer of the ancient craft of necromancy. A caster of mind-bending illusions from the nether void of the Shadow Walkers, a soul from Shangri-La, the great Malenko, and he just yells it out. And I don't, yeah. don't want to yell it out because my neighbors. Um, which implies yeah, your neighbors suck. <laughs> it's not the first time you said it, and you're not wrong. Uh, so it implies, I guess, that the great Malenko was a soul that was thrown out of Shangri-La, just like Milton Satan in Paradise Lost. Oh, ah, indubious battle indeed. Don't you mean um, Satan from the Bible? 
<laughs> They're one and the same. You know, that book of the Bible, Paradise Lost. Yeah. <laughs> the real character Satan that gets thrown out of heaven in the Bible. The actual literal. The ancient, the ancient religious texts that yes. definitely exists. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Cameron's joking on the fact that uh, the popular conception of Satan owes much more to Milton than it does to anything that exists in the Bible. Like yeah. the Bible doesn't say, for instance, that Satan is the serpent in the Garden of Eden. It's ah, just like a just, talking just snake. A little, just a cute little lizard. Just a cute little... Well, it's a snake. I don't think those are no, lizards. No, no, it is a, it is a lizard. Doesn't the lizard lose its uh, arms? Oh, well, I think it was a skink first. Why did I say it, its arms? <laughs> it's little fuck? baby rabbit hands. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty much all there is to that song. It's pretty short. Now let's move on to our favorite song in the whole world, Hocus Pocus. It's great. And that's it. On to the next song. I still like it. I liked it even more. Yeah. Um, than I did the first time. It's a it's a much more lighthearted rap about the Carnival of Carnage. Um, now I realize that there's like a little bit of violence in this. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and now I realize that it's specific violence. There's they're talking about kind of their style and um, and just like a day in the life of, you know, running, running the Carnival of Carnage and, you know, killing people. Uh, mm mm-hmm. A real uh, slice of life. Real slice of life. Real slice of back. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, there's some like real, you know, rhythmic organ and bass and drums. And uh, yeah, it's uh, really catchy. Um, there's a lot of great, it, there's a lot of interesting moments and great moments. Uh, so uh, roll into town and out with the big top, like the big circus tent. Mm-hmm. Uh, four cards down and two more still to drop. And when it does, I pack up and hit the road because I don't want to see your head explode, which is the first time when it's like you don't want to witness the violence. Mm-hmm. So that's like way different. And I feel like there's a lot of violence in this album more than most <laughs> records. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, there's less than in most ICP records preceding this. Yes. And uh, it's, it's a lot more restrained. Um, yes. And it feels like feels like pretty flippant almost like throwaway lines yeah um like two has this one line where he's like i'll rip your face off and wipe my ass with it it's just like obviously he doesn't mean that he doesn't even right. pretend make any pretense that he that he means it um also also that's a good example of lines that two is like doing some pretty good rapping yeah he says can't get the fuck with it forget it so he has that internal rhyme i'll rip your face off and wipe my ass with it it's kind of got this like syncopated thing going on yeah um but i think my my favorite syncopated moment of his is when jump on the carpet let's take a spin everybody's waiting for the show to begin up to the top by the neck and let you go try to land in a glass of fago it's yeah. like <laughs> it's like pretty fun rhythmically what he's doing there also, that's a great like um, carnival sort of reference. The idea of like you know diving into a tiny little pool. Yeah, but it's a glass of fago. That's great. Yeah, very that's good. Like, 
Yeah. Really, t- really ties it in. Yeah. Uh, you suck. You missed the fucking glass. <laughs> <laughs> you busted your fucking ass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's, there are some really great musical touches in this song. Oh, uh, there's the place in France where the naked ladies dance. <laughs> do you know that, that music is actually, it's called the streets of Cairo or the poor little country maid. Okay. I, I was going to ask, I like, where is that from? Cause yeah. I only know it from that very, uh, uh, titillating uh, child ch- children's rhyme song. <laughs> I actually don't know that one, but I do know what you you're don't talking know about. that one. No, I imagine that... in, there's a place in France where the naked ladies dance, and there's a hole in the wall where Ooh. the boys can see it all. Oh, oh! You never heard this? No. So homeschooled, um, but, but that <laughs> shut your goddamn face. Um, but that that's that You're song protected. that music. Yes, I the hall the wall that I had had no holes where the boys could see none of it. That you know of that? Ooh, okay. Um, so this is this is the music that ends up becoming like that stereotypical Middle Eastern, yeah. uh, and it was written by a guy named Saul Bloom, uh, for who is the entertainment director of the World's Columbian Exposition in 1893 hmm. in Chicago. Uh, oh wow! Also known as you know, I, th- I think some people call it the World's Fair. Um, yeah, and it had a an attraction called a Street in Cairo, which featured snake charmers, camel rides, and a scandalous dancer known as Little Egypt, huh. where the boys could see it all. Yeah. <laughs> um, other musical touches include I I really like this. There's this like do do ray gun sound bef- before some of the verses. <laughs> Actually, I wonder if that's where the whoop whoop comes from. Right. And there's, yeah, later on, there seems to be a whoop whoop, and I think it's the first one. Not in this song, but in another song. Oh, like they actually literally say whoop whoop? Well, they say woo woo. Oh. But I wonder, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it's another, like, juggalugalugalo, like, and then it gets turned into a thing. You there's, know? Yeah. There's a lot of weird nonsense um, stuff on this album uh that we'll I talk also about. Re- I really like the the gang vocals just on the chorus hocus pocus jokers ride like the yeah. way they the way they sing it is like pretty catchy I I agree it. they do rhyme ride with ride but at least one's a verb and one's a noun he, so You know what I don't care <laughs> You wouldn't I you know I didn't even notice that's that's how much I didn't care Also uh, they have uh they have lady gang vocals s- yeah. sing that Yeah and it's I think there's been female performers on ICP albums in the past, but not that prominently focused. And I liked it a lot. No, this is like marks their first collaboration with, um, Oh God, I, I had her, had her name right in front of me. Um, she's a female vocalist for ended up being like a Detroit sort of underground, uh, rock band. Let's see. Ah, her name's Deb Agoli. And she's part of a band called Gore Gore Girls from Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that song's great. The next song is not. This song's called Piggy Pie. Big boy's off his head since we out west. I had a little fun and pulled his fucking tongue out the back of his cranium. Piggy 
And I just, this song's annoying to me. It's all about ICP targeting people that need to die, and they target a redneck, a judge, and a rich man. <laughs> so, so different from those songs they've had before. Fresh, yeah. bold new ground. Um, and so Jay and 2Dope kill them while referencing the nursery rhyme, The Three Little Pigs. Yeah. And the chorus is extremely rap metal, featuring guitar yeah. work from the guitarist <laughs> of the Sex Pistols. Did you, did you, did you know that? No. It's uh, Steve Jones played guitar for the Sex Pistols, and he's the one doing the super crunchy metal guitar in the chorus. I, dude, I, I liked it. What? <laughs> I liked that I liked that guitar. Huh. When, when he... It was unpleasant one, to listen to. At the, at the end of one of the verses, um, he saw my Joker smile and, sentence, and sentenced me a dime. Is that it? A dime? Yeah, that means 10 years. Oh, gotcha. Uh, so I whacked him on the bucket, made it fucking rain pork rinds. <laughs> That's pretty good. That, That's pretty I thought good that was line. super good, and then it goes into that guitar, and like, I don't know. I I really enjoyed this song. Really? <laughs> yeah, dude. Okay. Um, I bounced off his head and did a Jackie Chan over the gate. <laughs> That's not the original lyric. Oh, uh, what is it? Genius has a bunch of annotations about what the lyrics originally were. It used to be, I snapped his fucking neck in two and slammed his nuts in the gate. Which, that sounds like the Violent J we you know and love. Right. <laughs> I like the idea of, like, 1997, like, you know, they're like, oh, man, I love Jackie Chan. <laughs> do you remember Do you remember Jackie Chan? Yeah, dude, Jackie Chan was huge in 1997. Yeah. That was, like, the, was that the year Rush Hour was released? Yeah, probably. That movie kicked ass. Um, there are a couple lines that I really do like the, the little piggy. It's the same verse. Actually, uh, people in my city, they fighting for their meals. He sleeps on a mattress stuffed with hundred dollar bills. It's great. <laughs> yeah. How rich he is the devil. He never will admit it. So I'm going to take his money sack stack and stuff his face with it. So going from stuffing his mattress with hundred dollar bills to stuffing his face. Yeah. Parallelism. I like it. Genius. <laughs> they're they're a bunch of rap geniuses. They are rap geniuses. Um, yeah. There's a there's a little sketch at the end of this. Uh, I'm I'm tired of these skits, man. I pretty much just don't have any interest in synopsizing them. They're not on the genius. The like the you know they're not annotated or transcribed, and they're just like they feel so unnecessary to me. I'm just I just basically skip them. Yeah, I didn't I didn't like this one. I'll synopsize it real quick. It's especially so nasty to. too. But ba- basically, someone's on on the line with a uh, on a suicide hotline, and the receiver just sort of berates the caller and eggs him on to kill himself. And there's a gunshot at the end. He's like, well, "Are you there?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm here." And he's like, "I knew you wouldn't do it." Um, and that's basically it. It's pr- pretty dark and like I think kind of troubling, especially considering like you know how much of their songs are about like mental illness and like kind of empathic towards yeah <laughs> mental illness and and depression and anxiety so it's and like, how that can mm. be linked to poverty and growing up yeah. in the ghetto yeah this is feels like victim blaming yeah yeah um but speaking of empathy let's talk about how many times
Oh, that's me. Uh, yep. So Jay raps about the relentless frustrations in life, um, specifically driving. Like it's a a lot of the song is about road rage um, and uh, waiting in lines. Um, and another thing that pops up a bunch is uh, p- people um, kind of gawking at other people's misfortune. Yeah. Whether people are being arrested or getting in accidents or what. So, um, yeah, the, especially this one, this, this one part of the, I think it's the first verse. Yeah. Uh, traffic jam, been sitting for a fucking hour, must be an accident. I hope nobody died, which is interesting line for Jay to say. Um, finally yeah. get there, and the crash is on the other side. The gawkers roll, and they creep slow, hoping they can see a mangled body show. Some park and stand there and watch it all. Uh, with their kids, they point and fucking stare and just look. I remember one time I was pulled over, handcuffed. The cop was like, show's over. People watching, hoping that he shoots me. I just want to chuck choke the fucking head yeah it's yeah. very interesting yeah thing to say because like i don't know I, I feel like it criticizes people's interest in actual violence rather than yeah. the kind of like carnivalesque parody that icp does totally yeah yeah every, everything in here is like kind of real yeah this is the first time we've heard icp get vulnerable yeah which is super interesting. Like, especially he gets arrested. Like you said, uh, he says, how many times will I wait in a line? It's three 30. I fucking got here at nine. I'm finally up to the front. Can't wait another minute. Why am I here to pay a fucking parking ticket? Like instead of being these like sort of puffed up, almost macho yeah. posturing of, of, uh, empowering violence. He's just, you know, just a, another brick in the wall, another little ant. cog in the system. Yeah. yeah. And the, yeah. the punchline to that story is pretty great. He like it takes him all day to pay this parking ticket, and then he like gets outside to where he's parked, and he's got a parking ticket because it took yeah. him all day. <laughs> yeah, it's this weird Kafka esque bureaucracy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jay's like this figure from a Greek tragedy almost. Yeah, <laughs> he's adrift in an uncaring and meaningless universe. There's a a little little bit of little bit of shame. Um, uh, addiction shame in here. How many mm-hmm. times will a crackhead smoke crack and ask me for some money because he wants crack? <laughs> not a not a rhyme. <laughs> Give him money again. He's coming back. Walk away. And here's another. Give me some crack. <laughs> well, he's doing it on purpose. Yeah, it, emphasizing yeah. the repetitive nature of people asking him for crack. Right. You're right. It is effective. Yeah. Um. Also, ICP has a plan to solve domestic violence. How many times will my neighbor beat his wife? Somewhere in that house, there's a butcher knife. Fucking drunk, swinging his fists about. Why don't she wait till he sleeps, then take him out? Thunder Just like the rolls. thunder rolls. <laughs> we both went there. His faded flannel clown suit. Oh, perfect. Perfect tie-in. Yeah. That's the crossover that nobody was waiting for. <laughs> Only our uh, our dedicated audience. Exactly. <laughs> Only Super our fans. audience that followed us into ICP. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, next one is called well, Southwest More. There, there's just a line in here that I appreciated where they're talking about like the stuff you learn in school not being relevant to like making it 
and uh, being a pathway out of poverty. Uh, and I appreciated it. And there's a funny line, um, uh, learning history and science fucking, uh, fucking wait, knowing that will that f- put food on my plate? Yeah. Can I walk into McDonald's up to the counter and tell him you can make limestone from gunpowder? Will they give me a cheeseburger <laughs> if I know that shit? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it's a preview to come of the song Miracles uh, because I don't know what relation limestone has to gunpowder, but I don't think you use gunpowder as an ingredient to make limestone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be like using gold as an ingredient to make bricks or something. It's like, well... Okay. Next Southwest song. Voodoo. Southwest Voodoo. <laughs> And this is an interesting one. I like this overarching metaphor. Gangbanging is transformed through the power of metaphor into dark magic. Voodoo. Uh, a chorus goes, brain insane, sugar wooga ba, southwest voodoo's in the ha, which basically house, but they pronounce it ha. Oh, thank you, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> well, not everyone is of our listeners are as up with American slangs as we are. We have international well, ha can listeners. mean a lot of things. Ha! They're just laughing. Let's get retarded and ha. Yeah, exactly. It's another instance of the same thing. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of these like nonsense words in this song specifically. He has Egyptian Pharaoh Kumpata, follow me and join as we pray to the 17 moons of Kunga Del Rey. Uh, And then at one point, raise, raise, sugar, boom, ba. So I guess that makes ICP cheerleaders? (laughs) Dark magic cheerleaders. Is is sugar... Sugar boom ba or sugar wooga ba is is that like some sort of voodoo speak or something? I don't or, know. It's or it sounds like, like an, an it sounds like cheerleaders caricature. I don't know. It seems like it's some sort of offensive caricature of uh, a voodoo speak or is something. It? Oh, I, I, I guess I could see that. Um, yeah, there's kind of a lot of orient orientalism going on in the yes. Edward Said sense of the word. Um, but there's some good things in here, too. Tudup lays it out. He says, you see voodoo scribblings in the moonlight, painted all on the city street. It's the ancient craft of gangbanging. <laughs> um, and he fleshes it out in some good ways, too. Walked in the lunchroom chanting spells with bamboo bitches and voodoo bells. Got my own food. Who wants some? I got possum nipples and raccoon tongue. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it kind of like, I don't know, appropriates the idea of voodoo, which is you know not great but is pretty common sure yeah uh shaggy tuto uh, reveals that he can cast fireballs <laughs> which i appreciate <laughs> it's really good to know about about it yeah um and the recipe for dark magic a head from a newt wing from a bat blah 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 and it ends the recipe with a, a little itty bitty little drop of fago yeah and I don't think we've talked much about Fago on this podcast. It is a soft drink that ICP has uh, become, they've integrated it into their whole aesthetic, into their rituals. They like to spray it over their fans at concerts. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think they latched onto it because it's cheap and it's regional. It's yeah. 
basically only in the Detroit area. And I looked up the history of Fago and it was started by the Faginson brothers. <laughs> F okay. <laughs> Cameron. Cameron. Why is that please. name funny? Please be serious. <laughs> uh Faginson. F E I G E N S O N. And you know what? I'm wondering now if they're of Jewish descent. Faginson brothers. Oh, they're originally bakers from Russia. So may or may not be Russian Jews. Um, That's fair game, right? Okay. Fair game. What what does that mean? Fair game. For laughing at names. Oh, okay. Anyway. I'm on Fago's website right now. Yeah? You know what the first first flavor is called? Red Uh, pop. Red. That's great. Red flavored. Yeah. And then there's also Diet Red Pop. The Mighty Red Pop? And the other one is Rockin' Rye. What do you mean by rye? Rye whiskey. Yeah, but is it really? Jack of Diamonds. Okay. <laughs> Next song. We're going to talk about Fago more. Hall of Illusions. Uh, and your death comes wicked, painfully slow, at the hands of Malingo. That was a me again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know how uh, trading off works? Yeah. I was just lost in Fago land. Uh, this is, yeah, um, uh, a sort of, it's a wonderful life-like situation. Um, basically, Jay and Two Dope, uh, they show perpetrators of domestic violence this illusion of what their lives could look like if they weren't abusers and then they kill them. Uh, that's basically it. There's a lot of heavy distorted power chords and there's like a metal solo. This is probably, I think this is the angriest song. Um, and, Interesting. Uh, on this yeah. album or of their entire oeuvre so far? I think on this album, like I, mm. I think it really stands out in this album because it's definitely the most violent um, and the most hateful. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's, I don't know, it's it's kind of like vulnerable. Like, yeah, the rest of it's silly, and this one's like, no, you really, really hate this. Like, I get passion. the feeling. It's passionate. Yeah, it's passionate. I get the feeling that they, yeah, maybe have seen a lot of um, domestic violence yeah. it's in their lives. It's great to hear them calling out domestic violence because so much of their work previous to this has kind of included it in right. some not great ways. So to hear them talk about, you know, in the previous song, um, or what, not, not the previous song, the one before that it was called how many times had also lines about domestic violence and how bad it is. And this one does as well. And I appreciate that they're taking a stand. Uh, there's a, so basically they, what is it like? Uh, there's a, is there a mirror at the end? I forget. They have to go down this like long hallway Mm-hmm. with uh these men and um then the illusion is at the end um they do two of these illusions to two men and kill them and then um they strap at- the dudes into a chair straps and chains uh and lock them down tight pull their eyelids up over their head yeah. it's a ludovico technique essentially yeah. 
which is funny considering how much ICP is into the little bit of the old ultra violence. Yes. Um, so they do the Lud- they Ludovico technique, these guys, and yeah. they show them two scenes. Uh, first is an idyllic scene. The first one, there's two kids on the floor. They're playing Nintendo. And then they get slammed back to reality. And whoop, there goes gravity. <laughs> <laughs> Mom spaghetti. Uh, Mom spaghetti. God damn it. <laughs> you beat me to it, you son of a bitch. I've never been more mad than I am right now. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't what not if he had one hear shot, that song. Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I heard that song was not actually that song, it was the Weird Al version. I haven't heard that one. Lose it's your mind. About, it's just all about spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, actually. That would be that would be great. It's all about watching reality TV. Monocavities. Oh, it's a station break. Better go out to the kitchen and microwave something. You're gonna lose your mind watching TV. They told me, they told me, but I'm still tuning every show. My cable gets C-SPAN TV land and HBO. The Travel Channel Discovery and Lifetime. You're gonna lose your mind Anyway, but anyway, back, oops, back to gravity. reality. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then it's like, yeah, in reality, you beat beat your wife's teeth out, and she uh, can't see straight because um, you're a drunk piece of shit. Uh, then they uh, break off the uh, bottle of beer and shove it in your ear. Um, and I guess Malenko is the one who who does the killing. Oh, is that who it is? It says right here, I forgot about this, but and your death comes wicked, painful, and slow at the hands of Malenko. Oh. Great okay. Malenko, wave your wand. Um, don't look now. Your life is gone. This is all because of you, what you got yourself into. Yeah. So. ICP, playing the role of Clarence. Um, yeah. And, oh, uh, and also uh, the guitar, the metal guitar in this song, played by Slash. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, they're big. Did I, did I mention that they sold... 1.7 million copies of this album? 1.7. 17. <gasps> da Vinci Code. National Book of Treasure. <laughs> Book of Secrets. Uh, d- d- numerology. Symbology. Uh, yeah, this is their best-selling album. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, and then at the very end, there's this like little button. After they pack up and like take the Dark Carnival out of town, it's like, ah, it's time to pack up and move to the next town, but we forgot Mr. Bigot. Okay, dig it. We can't show you an illusion because we're all packed, but we'll still cut your neck out. How's that? <laughs> Aw, that's, that's nice of them. I don't want him to feel left out. Okay. Next song is called Under the Moon. Let me set it up for you. Tell you a story. Jay is 17 years old. 17 again. He's ignored by most people, but he finds a girl that he bonds with. A dude tries to rape this girl, and so Jay kills him. So Jay goes to prison. And he says, the last thing that you told me when I left the courtroom is that we'd always be together because we're both under the moon. And then the girl basically abandons him, doesn't return his letters, etc. And at even this though, point... Even though her promise was pretty vague and... Yes. <laughs> okay, well, that's that's one problem. Yeah. So there's a choice that you could take in this... When you're writing this song, you could make it a tragedy or... 
you could make it a creepy possessive song about how this girl belongs to him and isn't following his script and doing what he wants her to do. Right. And you can guess which Jay chooses. Yeah. He chooses the latter. Right. Um, so in summary, fuck this song. You, you, you think that there isn't any irony in this one? Dude, <laughs> I don't know why you, you're, <laughs> you're intent on seeing irony in wait. <laughs> I didn't say I think that there is. I'm just saying, is there a chance that he's doing like a pastiche? Mm, I don't think so. It sounds pretty sincere to me, yeah. especially at the end. Ah, uh, you, you friend zone me. <laughs> hey, fuck you in the moon. 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 And he's like, I'll forever love you. Even if we're doomed, we'll always be together because we're both under the moon. He just like goes off. I for, will like, catch a grenade for you. <laughs> i blow Basically. off my back for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. you're probably right. Yeah. So I, I'm not going to defend this, this girl because she won't tie herself down to some violent psycho who's in prison because he killed a guy that she didn't ask him to kill. Right. Yeah. And it was like there was an attempted rape. Wasn't necessarily any sign of it happening again. And the the killing was definitely, yeah, possessive, s- still problematic. Uh, it wasn't, he wasn't actually saving her. So, right. Yeah. It's just like this weird revenge because some other male intruded on his property. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, there's these horrible lines. You're probably getting married. You're probably getting fucked. I'll break out of this cage and try to cut that motherfucker up. So he's, he's going to kill her husband now too. Yeah. Just because she dares to have sex with somebody other than him. Ugh. no good. This is no good. You know, I honestly, I'm not, it might be coming from an honest place. Maybe like he actually feels this kind of stuff. Maybe he wrote this about someone, but I also just feel like I wouldn't be surprised if it's just, even if it's not ironic, if he's just like, this is a pastiche. Like this is just a, a song that I'm about like a crazy possessive guy in jail. Mm. Like I, I'm not, I'm not convinced that this is like, yeah, like. That's not how people took it on songmeanings.net.com. I never disagree with those. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Well, yeah, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised either way. I think you you see too much self-awareness, I think, in some of these songs. (laughs) It's one of the main defects of your character. Yeah. (laughs) I've been meaning to tell you about it. (laughs) Uh, But Uh, I've been doing it ironically the whole time. (laughs) Oh, so meta. You're such an idiot not picking up on it. (laughs) Oh, I can't believe I fell for it. I fail for it. Always on the surface. Yeah. Okay, well, fuck this song enough of it. Tell me about Cameron. Just what I'm I'm confused. I don't know what this word means. What is a juggalo? A juggalo-luggalo? <laughs> no, I, I said juggalo. I don't know. Okay. I don't know what I, I I mean is I just said juggalo? This song is a celebration of the um, the misfit status of their fans. It's low on violence, high on, uh, I guess, lovable belligerence. Yeah. And uh, it starts with a bunch of samples from the previous 
albums um, versus the talk about Juggalos. Uh, and then it's, what is Juggalo? Let me think for a second. Oh, he gets buck naked. Sorry, butt naked. Yeah. He walks through the streets, winking at the freaks with a two liter stuck in his butt cheeks. I wonder what the two liter is of. Yeah. It's gotta be Fago, right? It's gotta be Fago. Uh, and that's basically the rest of the song. Just a bunch of funny, funny stuff, um, about Juggalos. You know, vibrator? Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just get really excited about Douglas. <laughs> um, first day out, got my nut. Um, <laughs> what is a juggalo? He drinks like a fish, and then he starts hugging people like a drunk bitch. Next he's... thing, he's picking fights with his best friends. Then he starts with the hugging again. Fuck. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's an adorable, drunken, insane angel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's basically the the whole song. Uh, yeah. Wa- My, uh, beat down so, a rich boy, rock, walks right into the house, and when you're having supper, dips his nuts in your soup. Gloop. Gloop. <laughs> yeah. So this this song features some of my favorite interactions between Jay and Tudob. I always love when they directly comment on each other. I think that yeah. pretty much always works. <laughs> uh, but this is a standout among those moments, even. What is a juggalo? A dead body. Well, he ain't really dead, but he ain't like anybody that you've ever met before. He'll eat Monopoly and shit out Connect 4. What is a joke? What the fuck, Connect? Man, that shit. Don't worry about my shit. Just rap, motherfucker. What is a juggalo? (laughs) (laughs) Really? That's pretty entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's not the first time. I feel like they did that once in the last album where they kind of like. Uh, I criticize I each other's dead. lyrics. Bitch, I ain't dead. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, there's some beatboxing on this song, which is a first for ICP. I it's think. fart beatboxing. <laughs> fart boxing. Yeah. Dutch ovening, you could call it. Yeah. Uh, there's some references to um, uh, professional wrestling, yep. which I guess they've always been into, but it never really made it into any any other songs. Not yet, but these guys end up in the WW. I think it was F at the time. Did you know that they were the ICP brief, were in it? Yeah, they had a brief uh, wrestling career as part of the oh, wow. WWF. That's awesome. Good for them. Yeah, three month stint in World Wrestling Federation. Wow, three months. And then they went to World Championship Wrestling. I wonder if we could then, get. I wonder if we could get those anywhere. Get what? T-shirts, costumes, just like the footage. Oh. Yeah, maybe I'll see if I can drop a link in the show notes. I still haven't watched any uh, music videos. Me Should either. Probably do that. Yeah. Okay. So, next song is called House of Horrors. Oh, All right, I'm done. Cut him back out. Wait, where you going? It's essentially the same song as My Fun House, only better. So, uh, Violent J and Shaggy Tudop are running a haunted house, only they're completely ineffectual. Uh, <laughs> there's a couple that comes in, and they're super bored instead of scared. And all that Jay and Tudop are doing is making boogity boogity noises and doing jump scares. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great. Like, yeah. I, I, I like the direction they take in this album. Like 
they had the sort of earnest vulnerable song and in this one they're not afraid to just be like completely ineffective fuck-ups yeah. i like this side of them seeing them be goofy <laughs> instead of always being just macho violent boys yeah totally the the first the first line the first couplet in this is uh whoa booga woo wah welcome to the house of horrors were you born in the barn shut the fucking doors <laughs> <laughs> I like okay, Miss like Manners. Start just like super rude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, <laughs> but calling out someone else's rudeness. Yeah, <laughs> um, there's yeah, there's some really good moments. Uh, he, he at one point says, "I'm twisted. I'll cut your finger off and stick it in your butt." <laughs> ah, wah, and glue it shut. And yeah. this is when I get crazy. Let me show you something. <laughs> <laughs> So the other, uh, the other stuff's not crazy. It's just, you know, par for the course, regular. Yeah. Yeah, and then he just makes a bunch of funny noises. It's super funny. It's very much like I climb up a tree and walk down. Um, yeah. They really expand on that for this whole song. And it's funny the whole time, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's good. some more good interaction between Jay and Two Dope. Uh, they, they come, a, the couple is going through this haunted house and they come across uh, Shaggy Two Dope. And he says, hey, what the fuck? Come here, guys, grab a chair. Don't mind me drinking my beer and my underwear. Come on, let's play some combat. I just got Atari. And Violent J, you can hear him muffled, yelling, Hey, keep it down in there, Shags, what the hell? <laughs> it's a cute little moment. And he's like, sorry. Yeah, yeah look at that shit. You almost got me grounded. I think I think Violent J is supposed to be like his dad in that sketch, but I like the I like the fiction that like Violent J has like parental authority over Shaggy Two Dope. Because I feel like that kind of fits. <laughs> it kind of does. Like Two Dope may be the better rapper, but it seems like Violent J has all the ideas, like yeah. as far as Dark Carnival and yeah. probably song ideas. And I like- he writes, he wrote their screenplays for their multiple movies that they made, <laughs> which we are going to have to watch for some bonus episodes. Yeah, we, we we certainly will. I like this joke. Guess what? I'm a serial killer. It's a bad habit. So that's a funny <laughs> line by itself. Yeah. <laughs> but then after that, I killed Tony, Lucky Charms, the silly rabbit. <laughs> It's pretty pretty good. It's a funny joke. Get it? Serial killer. Yeah. It's, I'm sure it's not the first time that's been made, but I think but it's funny. That's a pretty funny way of making that. That's a, it's good execution. Let's put it that oh, way. Oh, yeah. man. The best, the best line in here, um, I don't know if you were going to read it. Ooh, I wonder if it's the same one I was about to read. Tell me it. Okay. Right on no, me. You, you do it. <laughs> okay. It might not be the same one you're thinking of, but this song ends with someone calling out, the couple is leaving the haunted house and someone yells out, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you, bitch. Uh, no, I wasn't going to say that. It's, uh-huh. uh, um, <laughs> so maybe we'll just, mm. okay. So two dope is trying to scare this couple and he's not doing a good job. And then he says, um, I'm so scary. They call me Joey terrifying. Did you know that? Yeah. No, you didn't. I was lying. <laughs> 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 that's hilarious it's very uh, good <laughs> yeah that is pretty good okay pretty good so- i liked it good song good one yeah good one uh yeah next one is called boogie woogie woo in the hallway in the morning- 
in your mouth thanks to the buggy man. It's a song about the boogeyman. He he kills kids. Yep. That's that's the synopsis. Yeah. It's this is a song that Disney objected to. Mm. Uh, although it's it's pretty common boogeyman stuff. It's not really anything worse than what you'd find in Brothers Grimm, which provided the source material for a lot of Disney movies. Yeah, Disney, what the fuck? Yeah, Hi- come on, Disney. Fucking hypocrites. You can That's suck my main my nuts till my your wooden teeth fall out. <laughs> That's my main issue with Disney. <laughs> <laughs> that they're hypocrites. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't. Have, yeah, I don't have much to say about this song other than I think it's. I think it's strange. There's a few moments in this album where um, uh, Jay and Two Dope embody. They embody some characters that aren't, uh, you know, the wicked clowns. Like they're just yeah. the bo- they're both the boogeyman in this, and they're just yes. killing children. Yeah, and that's that's it. There's no mm-hmm. meaning behind it. I don't think. Yeah, uh, it is a little bit more explicit in some of the ways that it describes the boogeyman. Uh, he creeps, he hides, he sneaks, he slides. It's your little feetsies are hanging off the edge of the bed. <laughs> You're running on stumps, motherfucker. Yeah. Um, oh, there's one. There's one moment where uh, uh, kids neck gets stretched out and he plays him like a banjo is that accurate you're a banjoman <laughs> tell me tell me is that accurate <laughs> that it's made out of children's necks getting stretched out yeah <laughs> well traditionally i don't know how these things are made <laughs> how did this get made um uh there's uh, there's actually a really great line right before that uh there's three ways to stop me from doing what i do what you think I'm gonna tell you? Oh, and then that never—that's so great. That never gets followed. That never gets followed up. No. Nope. And then right afterwards, it says, "Mom, can you leave the door open a bit? Thanks. An easy way in, you fucking idiot." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he does say like hiding under the covers won't help you. The door won't help you. Uh, yeah. That line in particular reminded me of Ozymandias in Watchmen. Oh yeah, you remember that scene where uh, Night Owl and Rorschach come on him, and he's like, "Do you think I would have explained it to you if you had any chance of stopping me? I did it thirty minutes ago." Yeah, um, man, such a great, such a great one, such a great movie, such a great. I actually, well, let's not get into that. I, like I think the movie it's pretty actually well. a really good movie. Yeah, I don't think I, Zack Snyder understood it very well, but no. he accidentally <laughs> made it very good. Because he stuck extremely close to the source material, except for the ending that he changed. Right. Which I think Which maybe was, totally was a necessary con- concession for the medium. Um, I like the original better, obviously, because it's hilarious. Um, but I just watched, uh, we just watched um, Justice League, Becca and I. And oh, I'm sorry. The, it's the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it was very bad. It's, it's so bad. Uh, but it was only $4. At uh, theater pubs in oh, Portland, did you I get beer? Miss the ice. God damn right, I did. I drank hell yeah. I drank beer that was also very cheap. It was like half price pints. I miss Portland. What the fuck? <laughs> just just because of the theater pubs. Just because it was a shitty movie. They're like, we're sorry. Well, no, but You're then I watched Blade. I then watched Blade Runner for the same price, and oh, it was the, amazing. The new one or the old one? The new one. Oh, I've heard it's quite good. Yeah, dude, it was rad. Awesome. All right. Well, we're <laughs> way off track. Let's talk about that. <laughs> uh, oh, I have one last thing to say about this song. 
there's this bit where uh, I think it's oh there you go again man you're just getting way too excited i put on the like do not disturb but it's just like wants to get all up in my nuts (laughs) dang you're just like whipping out your fleshlight left and right (laughs) i told you not to bring up my fleshlight on the show anymore (laughs) i'm putting it i guess i'll cut it out again no i can't put it on airplane mode because i'm using my phone to skype you you're just gonna have to fucking deal with it sorry (laughs) i don't know how to turn it up Anyway, anyway, one of these killer clowns from outer space says, ouch, fuck, I stubbed my toe. If you just quit leaving your shit all over the fucking flow. And I, I was, okay, I had this visceral reaction. I was like, oh my God, he's going to rhyme with Lego. He's going to rhyme with Lego. And then he didn't. Yeah. I was disappointed. Set him up and leave him up. Yep. Uh, okay. I like how they sing, uh, it's the boogeyman, y'all. That is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a boogeyman, y'all. <laughs> Sounds like a voice out of Family Guy. Yeah. The Family Man. Next song is called The Netting Game. Now let's meet contestant number two. He's a psychopathic, deranged, cracked freak. Uh, why do I have to synopsize all the misogynist ones? Yeah. It's a even more sexist version of the dating game. Yeah. And that's that's all. That's basically <laughs> That's it. Great introduction. That's all this, yeah. yeah. There's more bad behavior in front of families. Uh it just gross like possessive misogyny. Uh like the announcer says at one point she's there's a woman named Sharon who's trying to choose between Jay or Tudope to take on a date and the announcer says it's a tough choice so far sharon let's have your last question and see which one is going to win the rights to your netting okay so <laughs> women are objects and their vaginas belong to men uh men have the rights to them um and also women should get negged because that's what happens in the song constantly yeah so that's apparently what they want to happen I... oh and there's some pedophilia well, yeah, there is side that. dish of pedophilia. Yeah. I'm steady staring at your sister. I'll tell you this: you know, for only 13, she got some big tits. Yeah, I, I, I kind of enjoyed the the theatricality of this. Like the game show host, like is like a pretty well done voice, and it's funny to hear that voice say the word Nedin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought Sharon, like her character, was good, and I. And I like that it was a, a two dope and Jay interaction song, and they're trying to one up each other with like misogyny. Um, and I I like the scene of it pretty well, but mm. yeah, obviously the the contents, you know, I yeah. don't know. I didn't I didn't mind it as much. It felt I've been Dude. thinking about Violent Jay brags he he brags about how he's going to commit sexual assault against Sharon's mom after right, your mom does the dishes that. in the silverware. I dry fuck her till I nut in my underwear. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and then there's the dick stirring in a drink thing. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm still on the fence about, like, the idea of, uh, is there a thing as performative misogyny? Because um, I've been thinking about it ever since you said it. And you said that the main difference between uh, performative violence and performative misogyny is that when you do perform, when you rap about performative when you rap about violence you're not actually doing violence but you said that you actually are doing misogyny but it's like they're not 
actually doing these things. It's still performative. I, and it's like, I feel like the argument is, I'm not trying to like <laughs> defend the song because I like it and I want to like excuse it. I don't, I don't think it's that great. But I think the argument is the same as like, you know, playing video games will make you a serial killer, you know? I I disagree because I think this is all part of just like a, an entire system of a culture that devalues women and uh, promotes rape culture and the patriarchy. Like this is, uh, I mean, it's our culture also has a violence problem, but... It right. has a really bad misogyny problem, and this is contributing to that. And I think it's contributing in a worse way than the violence. Yeah, um, I I agree. I mean, I am like, I'm glad that it's not a joke anymore. Like, you know, get in the kitchen, woman. You know, that that's not like funny anymore. <laughs> oh, you'd be surprised how many people still say that. I know, but like, it's not it's not like funny to do quote unquote ironic misogyny anymore. Like, I'm glad that that's not a thing. Uh, well, I'm glad that you're not hanging around people who still do that. Are you hanging around people who do that? No, but it's, it's still out there, man. No, I believe that it's out there, but I think like people are like waking up to it and they're just like, that's not clever. It's not funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think I I think I agree with you. I'm just trying to figure out how to like engage with this music and f- yeah, figure out what they mean by Dude, what they're saying. I feel like we were way harder on Garth for his misogyny and it was <laughs> much much less egregious than what these guys are doing. You're right, you're right. We we like we rode him hard and put him put him away right. wet. <laughs> as the <laughs> saying goes. Jesus. <laughs> you've heard, have you heard that saying? No. <laughs> Boy, look, you look like you've been rode hard and put away wet. Yeah, I think the difference with Garth is that he's so thoroughly low concept. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, but mostly I'm just tired of talking about it. <laughs> right, I want to get on, on to the next song. Yeah. Tell me about Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, there's somebody here I'd like all of you to meet. This is little Jonathan. Jonathan, say hello to the lovely people. Jonathan has problems, twisted neck, tangled legs, crooked spine, but we can heal this boy. Hallelujah. So this I is heard there sh- was a okay. secret <laughs> dollar bill that a televangelist played and asked for more. Do you just want to synopsize it? Nah, <laughs> I don't. I just wanted to make some dumb jokes. Fucking Leonard Cohen over here. <laughs> and I mean, Joel and Ethan Cohen. <laughs> uh, oh man, that was like the very first, very first thing, thing you ever said. said. <laughs> Making a great first impression. My first words. Um, so this is another song where they inhabit a non-juggalo character. Um, they're televangelists in this. And there's like a skit where this very convincing televangelist um, performance is like he's he's very explicitly trying to get money so that he can uh, perform a healing miracle on this uh, on this um, disfigured boy. I wonder and if the, that's Legs Diamond. 
if yeah, that's maybe. him and he, if he's also the announcer on the net in game probably yeah i think he does a good job yeah. uh, especially this character is like is is a well done character it sounds like it's a if it wasn't so specific you know it would sound like it was a sample or something um mm-hmm. but uh yeah at the end of the song they're like he has been healed on the inside basically so um, it's, it's fraud is basically it's what fraud yeah 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 um so yeah this this whole song yeah i think it's interesting that uh in the verses they rap as the televangelists give me money and i'll you know um and i'll and i'll, and I'll save you or whatever um it's mm-hmm. they don't yeah the televangelist never gets it's you know his comeuppance um, right yeah it's interesting yeah, it's a, di- a different sort of angle than they take. Yeah, it's it's the first. I think I think it's the first song length ironic uh, posture there that we've seen from them, where they inhabit this. No, you, no, <laughs> you say, this, you don't think they do irony. This is literal. They, they are tail evangelists. <laughs> <laughs> this is clearly ir- This is clearly irony. There, there's. It's not very, it's not subtle, but I guess Jesus chasing money changers out of the temple wasn't exactly subtle either. Um, yeah, he says, who am I? I'm not the devil. I can take you to my level above the you rocks, want, above the earth. Tell me what you your soul Jesus is worth. Just like lay down some nags in the temple. <laughs> <laughs> just like, well, St. Paul has this stuff covered. <laughs> huh. Take that St. Paul. Uh, anyway, God, someone's got to take that uh, guy down a notch. <laughs> take that motherfucker down. St. <laughs> Paul's not down with the clown. He's not. God has asked you to make me rich. Me and my fat, whack, gaudy bitch on your TVs late at night. Send those checks and I'll guide you to the light. Yep. That, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm not quoting from the song. That's literally me saying that yeah. to our listeners. <laughs> Uh, if you uh, want to support the show, go to Patreon and <laughs> go to our Patreon. And we'll uh, cure your cancer and shit. <laughs> God has asked you to make me rich. Uh, Don't put away your wallets just yet, brothers and sisters. I've been listening to this uh, this show called um, Good Christian Fun. Oh fuck, man! I've been listening to that too. It's Dude, great. It's great. Yeah, I listened to the yeah. Prince of Egypt episode and the one with Travis McElroy, where they listened to yeah. McGee and me. And yeah, uh, yeah, I re- listened to that one too. A little little cross promotion, yeah. one way cross promotion, <laughs> one way. <Yeah>. Yes, <laughs> I want to be on that show. They should let us on that show. I feel like we. I both literally have a just lot emailed them. I just emailed them oh, pitching good. a guest spot. I can't wait for them to never email me. Yeah, back. what do you want to review? I wanted to talk about Steve Taylor. I don't remember Steve Taylor. Actually, it's interesting that that we talk about him for this song. He's a fascinating character. He would write songs that were very similar to this one. Hmm. He has he has like at least one or two songs where he it, uh, inhabits an ironic characterization of a televangelist. Interesting, and makes fun of them for just fleecing people. Right, huh, sheep get it, yep. bower lambs, um, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> Can we start another podcast where we just review apologetic songs one by one? <laughs> um, but the weird thing about Steven... Okay, so Steven Taylor, he used irony, satire, and some very pointed criticisms at times, which was not super welcome in the positivity-only environments of Christian contemporary music. Right. Um, so he never really had a lot of success, except... 
he became the figure that was behind the massive success of the Newsboys. He wrote all their songs. Oh, wow. And produced all their albums and stuff in the height of their popularity. Huh. Yeah. I so. assumed that they wrote their songs. <laughs> For some <laughs> Just reason. Just like Garth. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Newsboys. <laughs> Olds boys. I had a couple Newsboys albums. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, that apparently that was more interesting than this song. Yeah, Down with a Clown. When shit hits the fan, is you still a fan? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought about that. <laughs> yeah. So wait, the shit is hitting you. <laughs> that's a that's a thinker. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be meditating uh, on that, dwelling on it for the next couple of days, ruminating, chewing it over yeah. like a cud. Uh, basically, the song is Violent J wants to know how long you'll support ICP yeah. until you die, even if they sell out. How much blind, unquestioning loyalty do you have to this band? Yeah, it's like, how much can we get away with? (laughs) (laughs) Essentially. But they have some really hilarious examples of things. What if I grew another fucking head? And his name was, uh, Violent Ed. And he'd headbutt me every time I cussed. (laughs) That, uh, it's, I think he's, he's a, it's a veiled reference to Disney censorship. Yeah. Violent Ed. Totally. There's some great, like, kind of self-aware, like, how did we get famous doing this shit stuff. <laughs> um, I ate a dead body. I ain't proud of it. I told you all about it, and you all applauded. Hey! Yeah. Uh, I got problems. I'm haunted by a carnival. I could run and tell a doctor, but what for? I just put it on tape with a fat beat and make a quick buck. I'm like, fuck. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they also have... they. Um, ask if people would still be fans if they took off the makeup and went soft. Ew. Which <laughs> apparently that's what Kiss did at one point. Right. You know, Kiss, fa- uh, famous makeup band Kiss, uh, took it off in 1983 <laughs> because of dwindling popularity. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, this is, this has my favorite musical moment uh, in this entire album. This song, Down With The Clown. It's at the end. There's this really cool organ lick that they play. Uh, it sounds almost like Tom Waitsy. It's like really um, swung, I think, if I remember right. It's like doing some really fun, funky, interesting rhythm things. Tell me about Just Like That, the song in which Violent J is haunted by the ghost of the grape nuts he ate. Thanks for thanks for uh, starting each of these transitions with "Tell me about." Just like 
<laughs> subtly reminding me that it's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> well, you kept forgetting, so. Uh. So, Jay tries to get a ride across town uh, where there are supposedly women who will sleep with him and his friends. And so, like, a lot of this... It's a short song, but a lot of it is just about trying to figure out how to either get a ride or get money for a ride or get money for Fago because you, I guess, have to drink Fago. It's not a good time unless, you have you're, to. unless you're having sex with, with women and drinking Fago. Mm-hmm. Uh, either experience, I guess, is ruined without the other. Um, so, yeah, they go through a bunch of names. It's just a sort of procedural, like, you know, should we... Um, should we call Mike Clark? Should we uh, call Jump Steady, etc.? Um, the whole cast of characters shows up. Whole cast of characters, um, and uh, and at the end, uh, he's like waiting for whoever he finally decides to get a ride from, and then he gets killed in a drive-by. <laughs> yep, and that's exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, this song is mostly interesting because it has the most. Uh, um, unbelievable lyrics of any ICP song. Jump out of bed and I head for the grape nuts. Eat them quick or they soggy and that sucks. Cameron, grape nuts never, ever, ever get soggy. No, I don't they're think They're so. little pebbles that you eat with your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and you splash a little milk on them and nothing changes. Yeah. Do you like grape nuts? I kind of like them. I'm a, I'm a grape nuts truther. Um, <laughs> grape nuts can't melt steel beams. <laughs> It's been years since I've had them. I don't, I don't know if I would still like them. Uh, I mean, I, I do I appreciate do chewing on rocks. Give you, I do agree that they give you kind of weird breath, kind of like Cheerios do. Huh. Interesting. Which is uh, a line later on. I wish I had a piece of gum or something. Fuck, my mouth still kind of tastes like grape nuts. <laughs> <laughs> He's constantly talking about grape nuts. Uh, it's a song that, I, I mean, the subtext is all about grape nuts. The uh, t- tight wranglers show up again, not by name, but um, trying to find a clean pair of socks and a shirt, still sporting the same drawers, even though they hurt. <laughs> I guess drawers are probably like undies. That's huh? underwear. Yeah, never yeah. mind. Just uh, wanted to talk about his tight wranglers. Yeah. I thought that was a shaggy toot up. This is Violent J. Oh, yeah, you're right. Well, I really, yeah. I really shit the bed on that one. <laughs> you really shit the tight wranglers. Okay. Um, um I, this song is mostly about how uh, quickly death can come. Because mm. it just like out of nowhere, he's dead. Um, and that comes up and becomes important in the next song, which is called "Pass Me By." I always been afraid to die, but I ain't never going back. And so it opens with a sample from a movie where I believe the character is a pastor is talking about how great the buildings are in heaven. No builder on earth can conceive any structure to compare to the mansions above. There's some like MC Escher shit up there, man. <laughs> it's just like... Non-Euclidean geometry all up in here, bitch. Have you seen, yeah. have you, have you guys seen Inception? Oh my God. <laughs> 
Um, so Shaggy and Jay are shot at the end of the last song, like we said, and they end up in heaven. But, well, it's the carnival. Yeah. Um, and then they love it because they're surprised at how much it fits their personal visions of paradise because there's so much clown love. Yeah. <laughs> and and they even squash the beef with the rednecks. They do. Hanging out with redneck truck drivers instead of always giving each other pile drivers. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of sweet, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, aw. Uh, also, also, they have this kind of progressive line, uh, which may- reminds me, there's been a lot less homophobia since their second album. Yeah. Um, there's a line, I see my old homie, he died in a drag. Oh, Wait right. A it, might be drag? A, it might be a drag oh, race. Shit. Oh, man, I thought it meant he died, he died in drag. in drag? Mm. Oh, I think it actually says in a drag. Never mind. Those are very different things. Very, very different. Well, maybe, that's not as good. Maybe he's a drag in a drag race. He was a drag. <laughs> he was a drag, a drag queen drag. drag race. <laughs> that would be great. That would be I great. I would watch that. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yep. Uh, no water. It's Fago on tap. I wash my hair and my face and my butt crack with it. Oh, dude, there's a great line down here. Uh... Uh, I'm headed up to the show. I'm going to see Jimi Hendrix, Selena, and Easy e Elvis tried to open up, but got dissed off. <laughs> we got <laughs> pissed Elvis. off because he sounded like butt. <laughs> fart, fart. That's what uh, farts sound like. It's really Butts. good. Yeah. Um, there's some more fun, interesting takes on Jay's childhood. I was born. First, they threw me in a shit pile. I dealt with it and lived there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, living in that shit pile so this is the song with the woot woos oh re- oh yeah. yeah yeah there it is everybody and they mama got clown love japanese lebanese and chinese portuguese and southwest ghetto g's woot woo and i made it to the carnival i walked in it's everything i dreamed of everybody and they mama got clown love japanese lebanese and chinese portuguese and southwest ghetto g's and it comes up later again mm-hmm. at the end. This is our hell now we live in, in it, but this bullshit will be over in a minute. Then it's off to the Fagos and Ned and Hose. New clothes and patent leather for your toes. Woo woo. Yeah, it's very Exodus theology. Yeah. 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 72 virgins. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like it. I think this song's kind of sweet. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like basically the, the message is that, you know, this earth that we live in right now is hell, but eventually we'll get to a heaven full of clown love. Yeah. And the, I, there's a lot of like really like emotive piano work in this that I, I actually like really well. I think it's kind of a pretty song. Hmm. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Good one. Pass, pass me by. I, is that like, do not pass me by the, isn't that a hymn? I don't know. Actually, I think it is cool. Yeah. Good for you. Mm. Uh, it, I felt like the only the only downside of the song is that it's way too long. There's like a two <laughs> to three minute. <laughs> I just need more of this song. Uh, it, this has like two to three minutes of outro of just no lyrics, no rapping, no nothing, just music. And I hate music. I got to hear the words. <laughs> I only care about the words. Uh. All right. That's the end. That's so, the end. You know, after reviewing it with you upon further reflection, I think this is a better album than I was thinking about it this morning. I think I just kind of, I don't know. It, they exposed 
along with Garth, exposed a weakness in our premise in that a lot of the artists we listen to are kind of repetitive. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a challenge for me to handle. Um, but this album, yeah. The more the more I think about it, the more I talk about it with you, the more I kind of like it. Yeah. With a few exceptions. I think there's some really good moments in it. And uh, yeah, I can see why this is their best-selling one so far. So Yeah. And Hocus Pocus is like a legit, really good pop hip hop song. Uh, it's no wonder that it's one of their top played songs on Spotify. Yeah. Okay. Well, shall we take a little detour to the Amazon? Let's go. Let's go. He said so enthusiastically. So the top positive review is by Dwight Kelly titled, I like it. Gives it four stars. Nice. So top positive review is only four stars. And Dwight says, I must be sick. I like it. <laughs> you gotta be, it, <laughs> You don't have to be sick to like this, but it helps. Um, top critical review is three stars, which that is the smallest spread that we've seen between top critical oh, and top yeah. positive. Not three bad. to four. And that's by Walter, who says the product was good. <laughs> so he could have been talking about like cocaine that was smuggled in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> cocaine. It's good. Some good product. Hey. And then I don't want to take you to tour the geniuses of the genius because as these albums are getting more popular, the annotations are getting better and less entertaining and less ridiculous. Gotcha. <laughs> However, as the songs are getting more popular, they're getting more love on the song meanings. Oh, web very good. So it's the triumphant return of the song meanies. There's some adorable cosplaying style stuff happening in this comment on Hocus Pocus. Uh. <laughs> Delivered by Jay Rizzle, who says, the first song I ever heard from ICP, hooked ever since. You and me both, man. He uh, Jay Rizzle says, I like to switch up Jay's first line with, I'm Rizzle Jay, and I'm back like a vertebrae. Yeah. And I come with a sack full of food, trunk full of fago, car full of fat dudes. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's adorable. That's very good. Ah, oh, very, very good. Oh, 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 corny biatch. And yes, you guessed right. That's corn as in the band corn. Oh, yeah. Writes Obviously. on the song Boogie Woogie Woo. Writes, lol, this is the song that got me into ICP. He, he, he. I played it when I babysat. Lol, I am evil. The kids didn't understand it, though. Uh, and I chopped that kid's feet off. <laughs> uh. Uh, chop their backs off. So I think Boogie Woogie Woo was one of the ones that got taken off and Ned and Game, right? Did they get taken off? Or they because wanted them taken off? I forget. They did, but they didn't actually end up taking off the album. Yeah. Take that, um, Disney. Yeah. You try to censor us, but we still got through. Yeah. Okay. Whew. So we have a new supporter, a new benefactor. His name is Cameron Hunt. Yeah. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> no, it's not the secret test tube baby combination of DNA from Cameron and I. And it's not a freaky teleportation experiment gone wrong, a la the movie The Fly. I did not take Nathan's last name. <laughs> we did not get married 
It's actually my own natural born big brother. Yeah. Thanks, big brother. Thanks, Cameron. Oh, big brother is listening to me. Oh, that's <laughs> okay. sweet. Huh. Yeah. If you want to support us, dear listener, you can kick us some money on our Patreon at support.boxset.website and get some you'll get some bonus episodes. Uh just we, like we were talking, we're going to start watching the ICP films and making some bonus episodes about them, I think. Can't wait. Yeah. Oh, I can't, they're going to be great. Uh, you could also visit our merchandise page at store.boxset.website. <gasps> and you can and, get a you can get a t-shirt like like I did that uh, says Faith Over Fear. <laughs> <laughs> what is that a, a is that an equation i don't a know division? i think do you Long know that division? do you know that they sent that to me no wait who did what the uh fucking threadless is that who we do it through uh yeah so you had like them reorder that my uh i want to be a cowboy baby shirt and they sent me this shirt that's the same color but it just says faith over fear <gasps> what they sent you the wrong thing yeah they sent me the wrong thing <laughs> Oh this my god! This isn't a ringing endorsement of them right yeah, now. Yeah, we but. might have to shut shut it down because uh, the, they had misprints, and I had to get more T-shirts. And then one of the T-shirts is completely wrong, apparently. All right. Well, you can take this out if you want, but the shirt go is to store.boxset.website <laughs> while it's still up and get yeah. some of those hot hot T-shirts before they are collector's items, never to be found ever again. But you don't have to spend money to support us. No. no. You can do things for free. You can go review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you know, give us star rating. Write a little bit about what the show means to you. How it's tote BS. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also spread the love, spread the clown love around and <laughs> <laughs> recommend us to some of your friends that you think might enjoy a couple of dinguses listening to some dingus music. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe someone could do what I did for Garth. Um, I think it might have more success, but I like posted on a bunch of Garth uh, fan sites on um, Facebook, on Mm -hmm. fan pages. Uh, Maybe someone could like start like trying out to see if Juggalos would actually enjoy this (laughs) album or not, (laughs) or at least talk about it. Yeah. Why did I say you album? I meant podcast. podcast. Yeah. 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 Might I, get us in I trouble. Wonder. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, it might. We, we might get might get axe axe chopped off. Yeah. I might cut my finger off and stick it in my butt, <laughs> <laughs> and then get crazy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if you have some comments, uh, some thoughts you want us to talk about, or corrections to the record, you can email us at email at boxset.website, tweet us at podcast, or you can go to our website at boxset.website and leave us a little uh, message in the comments, in the contact field. Yeah, so thank you for listening. And until next week with the amazing Jekyll Brothers. Mm. I'm Nathan Hunt, and I got possum nipples and raccoon tongue. <laughs> That's my favorite thing about you. <laughs> That's, my That's what my girlfriend feature. says. <laughs> Sorry, fiance now. Yeah. I'm Cameron DeWitt, and I did a Jackie Chan over the gate. <laughs> I'm Nathan Hunt. I almost said Nathan DeWitt. Nathan DeWitt and Cameron <laughs> Hunt sitting in a tree. <laughs> You're mine. <laughs> we just swapped. Swap last names. Yeah. I'm Nathan Hunt, and I sleep on a mattress stuffed with $100 bills. I'm Cameron DeWitt, and I'm a little itty-bitty little drip of fago. <laughs> <laughs> Could have fooled me. I'm Nathan Hunt, and I'll eat Malapoli and shit out Connect Four. Uh.
This is way easier to do with uh, ICP. Yeah, we can just repeat <laughs> ICP lyrics instead of having to keep track of our own bits that we come up with. Yeah. I got to get ready. I had two cups of like, you know, caffeine tea before this and I feel like it really helped. I felt like I was like in a good mood. Oh yeah. yeah. I was getting all hopped up on a, on anxiety. <laughs> anxiety is a hell of a drug. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Classic. Uh, I think outside the box set. Mm. <laughs> you almost forget the name of our podcast. Get outside the box. Cool. <laughs> Get up inside the box set. Think outside the cool box. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you call a refrigerator? Yeah.